0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. More today on the situation that's come from the Victorian Parliament's decision around so-called conversion therapy, with the immediate effect of what will, when it comes into law in around 12 months or so, criminalise Christian pastoral care and Christian prayer. And it's not just criminalising Christians, but also the medical profession. And, yes, let's include everyone in our conversation today. It also includes parents concerned about their children's sexuality. Now, the law passed last Thursday night, and it now goes to the Victorian Governor for Royal Assent and won't come into effect until about a year from now. We're turning our attention today to the medical issues around children transitioning between male and female. There are major issues for doctors who are caught up in cases and the so-called conversion therapy refers to any practice or treatment that seeks to change, suppress or eliminate an individual's sexual orientation or gender identity. So, it might appear that doctors will be required to ignore medical science in favour of an ideological law. So, a special segment today, and it's for you as a parent. And we are open to parent questions about the medical implications of the new laws that appear to affect all Australians. Our special guest through this coming hour, Professor John Whitehall, is chair of the Christian Medical and Dental Fellowship of Australia. He has been outspoken about laws passed in Victoria and uh, will take as uh, uh, that will take away the authority from doctors around gender issues in children. He's a professor of pediatrics with a 50-year career both here in Australia and around the world in a number of developing countries. Professor John Whitehall, a special welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil.
1: Uh, John, uh, I wish I was say, wish I could say I was happy to be here, but I'm unhappy to discuss this this topic.
0: I know, and uh, it's less comfortable now that there is a law that will be in place uh, that may even silence conversations like this into the future. And uh, I know that some people will feel intimidated by that, but let me just say. Um, advice that came from the Australian Christian Lobby a lot of people look to the Christian Lobby and uh, look for ways that we ought to be approaching those things and I would say that the Australian Christian Lobby says be faithful to God speak the truth and obey the revealed will of God depending on his grace and uh, i suspect there's real wisdom in that because uh, people will be fearful of transgressing what the new lines in the sand are and uh, and so coming around these sorts of topics uh, may in the future be somewhat risky but let's uh, let's talk about this a big picture response from you around medical issues for families given there are going to be new laws around uh, this idea of conversion therapy
1: yes let me just say i agree with that acl definition and certainly i am i am a christian but my um, actions on this issue are based on science Um, it is my intellect that's a god-given thing my ability to read and to study literature and to uh, pick up the phone and talk to researchers throughout the world, that has led me intellectually uh, to the conclusion that what is happening in Victoria is wrong. Now, the reason that I'm submitting myself uh, uh, to your program and the actions that will happen from it um, is because the Bible teaches once you put your hand to a prayer, you can't stop. So let me say that my talking on this comes from a scientific interpretation um, of the written literature, other people's research, and so forth.
0: As a doctor, and uh, reflecting on the vote last week in the Victorian Upper House, uh, what are your thoughts for the way things fell, the numbers, uh, you, know, well, the, you know, as a doctor? disgraceful. Disgraceful.
1: Yes, a pusillanimous capitulation by the opposition. Um, I'm told that many people were opposed to the bill. Some even said they hated the bill, but nevertheless, they voted for it. I have asked people, can you please explain how somebody can hate a bill and still vote for it? And the issue is, well, they're worried about pre-selection. I can't understand it. Some people said, well, we don't understand it. But... That's what we're paying them for. They're they're politicians. They're voting on a very contentious issue. Many people, ACL, churches and others, made it a contentious issue and they couldn't bother to work out what it was or was it they were just cowardly and gave in to political correctness? Unfortunately, I think the latter. Now, what's happened is this, that by intent and by cowardice, laws have been passed down there uh, which uh, which have uh, implanted a foreign new ideology stroke religion upon the people of the state of Victoria. And that ideology with regard to children is that there's no such thing as a boy and a girl. You're somewhere in between. And you can move, but you can only move in one direction. It is a criminal act to move or to be helped to move back in congruence with the chromosomes with which you were born. In other words, you're born with male genitalia. Somehow or other, you're listening to messages. You think you might be a girl. The only option for parents in that state under criminal law will be to go ahead and put the child in their mercy, so-called of the gender dysphoria clinics so that the child can move away from the sex with which it was born. Anything to the contrary is now a criminal act. I can't, I can't hardly believe that I'm hearing my own words saying this. Mm-hmm. But that that is the reality of the situation. Now, we, we shouldn't be surprised by this. They have been prepared, the people who uh, believers in that ideology have been working very, very carefully, preparing the ground. You, the teachers, the uh, departments of education, and so forth have been teaching this doctrine. You know, such thing as a born and a girl, it can be anything in between. We have heard all this. And it shouldn't surprise us because they have been telling us, the Labour Party has been telling us, they were going to make it a criminal act to do otherwise, and now they have. And now now we're stuck. Uh, Parents in Victoria are stuck.
0: As you say, science has taken a fall here. And it's doctors, and uh, let me just not get a differentiation here. Sometimes we're talking Christian doctors, and uh, we are interested in Christian perspectives on this program, but it's all doctors now who will be forced to do treatments that many of them, or and perhaps you'll get your wisdom here, maybe all of them know will be harmful. Uh, so what are your thoughts here for doctors, whether they be Christian or non-Christian?
1: Well, well, they're in, well, they'll go to jail if they don't um, put the child onto the escalator. That leads to affirmation to the new gender identity, and that means uh, social affirmation, um, administration of the puberty blockers. Allegedly safe, but not unsafe, according to literature and research around the world, cross-sex hormones, and ultimately surgery. Removal of the breast, for example, if they're a girl. Unless you um, direct the child in the direction of that, you are committing what is so-called conversion therapy. You are attempting one way or another, or delaying, or just taking your time. You're waiting and seeing what will happen unless you actually... Get involved in an active process of sending the child in the direction of the new gender and all that entails, you are committing a criminal act. Now, not only the the doctor, but a school teacher who, who was doing this, a pastor, as you've said, who's doing it, and a parent who did it. Any parent who elects to try and follow a wait and see ap- approach which is absolutely reasonable statistically because we know that the majority of these children sort themselves out, well their hormones sort themselves out uh, through puberty. Um, if, if a parent was waiting and seeing in full expectation that the child would think more clearly later on, that is a criminal act. Those parents can go to jail. Now, moreover, uh, you can't do this in Victoria. But if those parents, for example, thought, I'm going to go up to Sydney for six weeks and have psychotherapy and psychiatry, which is now banned, banned, not allowed to do that, if they were to come to Sydney for six weeks treatment for their child, and let me say at this stage, most of these children are known to have comorbid psychiatric abnormalities, including autism. So you come up here, that's still... You, the law says you, you. It's a criminal act to take your child out of Victoria for these purposes. Or you could do it uh, by online or whatever. What one way or another, that too is a jail sentence. So I, just, I, mean, I can hardly believe that I'm saying these words.
0: And uh, so it's like Victorians uh, parents are in a sort of a a prison on sexuality. Uh, Once you're in the grip there in Victoria, uh, very hard to break free from that and and others are going to be liable uh, for criminal penalties uh, uh, for offering any suggestion or any help at all. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision Christian Radio. Our talk back line open on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. You might want to reflect a question about a parent perspective on the medical effects of what's come in with these new laws. Our special guest is Professor John Whitehall. He's chair of the Christian Medical and Dental Fellowship of Australia. We'll talk some more about that fellowship and how anyone connected uh, with uh, medical and uh, uh, and, uh, and connected professions uh, can be a part of that. Uh, parents calling in, John, uh, I suspect the sorts of issues that people might want to know is how doctors uh, will be doing treatments that they potentially know will be harmful. I wonder whether you've got any examples of the sorts of things that, that happen that parents might be concerned about.
1: Well, one of our doctors uh, was rang me the other day and, and wondering what uh, she should do, and this was in regard to an adult. Um, who was transgendering, and the endocrinologist uh, wanted her to continue uh, prescribing um, estrogens to this man. And we were molded around, and I thought, okay, because we haven't really, we never really expected this to happen, and we're now wondering what parents and what doctors should do. But one thing is this that in the advocacy for this treatment, both for children and for adults, Um, the proponents saying uh, these treatments are safe and entirely reversible and they will make the person happy and they will prevent suicides. Now, with regard in that case the other day, uh, this was a a male uh, having oestrogens and and I said to the uh, the young, young doctor, maybe one approach would be this. You could say to the patient, look, I'm unhappy adding my name to this process. Has your referring doctor mentioned that the adult male brain shrinks at a rate 10 times faster than aging after only four months when you give female hormones? Now, they don't talk about that, quite frankly. In None of the court cases has ever really come up. And I think you could say that doc- doctor could say well look I don't I am not party to this you have not been warned you have not been given proper in- information on which to make informed dissent and I don't know what's going to happen to your brain and I don't want you coming back in five years time and saying well you didn't warn me uh, or on the other hand uh, you did give me a warning but nevertheless uh, you were too cowardly uh, not to Give me the hormones, so I think it's time it's time to push back with the science now that pertains with the adults, and the other thing is this um, we're giving in that in that case we're giving the hormones in order to reduce the incidence of uh, suicide. It's very reasonable to point out that the suicide rate in transgendered adults is at least twenty and some people are saying even higher times uh, than the ordinary population. In other words, they found no goal at the end of that rainbow. So there's a pushback with the education when it comes to children. I think it's the issue of pushing back and saying, well, the statistics are the child, wait and see. The child is going to grow out of it. And the blockers are not safe and entirely reversible. There is this work which has been done over 10 years or so in Glasgow in the School of Veterinary Science, which shows that blockers uh, interfere with the limbic system in the brains of sheep and cause them to behave in an immature uh, way. They lose their way in mazes and all those sorts of things. So I think that part of the defense of the doctor is what we're talking about here, is to push back saying, well, this is all the evidence. This stuff doesn't work. And in fact, it does harm. And I don't want to be part of doing the harm. Now, that's the beginning, and we need to look at legal uh, legal implications. We haven't begun to do that yet, but we certainly must, because this is going to be foist upon uh, many doctors.
0: John, when you say uh, treatments safe and entirely reversible, as the line that's been fed into the industry... Is this a case of he said, she said, one research report versus another research report? One says it's good, one says it's bad, one says it's safe, one says it's not. Uh, Is this a case there are, in fact, uh, those sorts of uh, medical research reports that say it's all good and uh, all fun and everyone should pursue Uh, this?
1: That's a wonderful question. There are very, very sound reports that the blockers, for example have an adverse lasting, that is, sustained effect um, on the limbic system, at least in sheep. The limbic system integrates uh, how you think, how you feel, sense of reward, sexuality, and it comes up with a, an inner identity. That is, 100. when they looked at it in Glasgow, they found that the function of hundreds of genes were disordered. So what happens to the sheep when they put it in a maze, lost its way in a maze, and they became much more emotionally labile. These, this is all there, put out by, um, by the University of Glasgow, for example, and there are other reports. There are reports, yes, that the blockers do have these effects, and same as I quoted, the shrinking of the brain. That's all there in black and white. When you're coming to the literature with the children, the literature, even by the proponents... They're saying, we need more evidence. There's not enough, we need, yeah, we need more evidence. This is an experiment. Um, They do not have proper controls with it. Uh, They're following children along for a short period. They don't get into the cold and lonely years of adulthood, for example, just for example. Um, It's a very um, observer-focused a trial so that they are the ones who are prescribing the medicines and therefore the ones who are saying, yeah, the child appears to be happier and we're all moving in a wonderful new direction. These are very, very uh, dubious trials, very limited trials. And even then in, in their own literature, they are saying we need more evidence. And people other than me are saying that this is experimental. By any definition of the word, uh, this is an experiment of immense intrusion. We're dealing here with the whole life of the child, its brain and its uh, sex organs and so forth. There's there's no other parallel with the immensity of this experiment. And I want to get on with it. One one thing we should be doing about this in the future now that the law is passed is to should be going to the federal government and saying, hang on a second, we have signed um, treaties and, and laws and things uh, relating to human rights, the human rights of the child. And one of them, after the dreadful experience in the World War Two in Germany, was that there should not be medical experimentation. And we should be saying, this is medical experimentation. You, Mr. Morrison, what are you and your department going to do about it? Now, we asked them, we asked them, uh, what, 18 months ago, uh, 220 doctors signed the letter. Would you please uh, have an independent inquiry uh, into uh, the practice of this uh, affirmation treatment? Uh, Mr. Greg Hunt never even replied to our letter. Never. But he passed it to the state's ministers of health. They bounced it all around, and nothing has, been, nothing has happened. And we couched it in the sense that this is an experiment. There is no evidence this makes the child happier. There's no evidence that it should take part. You are contravening international laws and treaties coming out of the Second World War, and they have not even answered This doesn't look good for the future of Australia, quite frankly, from my perspective, sitting here a bit depressed on this Wednesday morning.
0: And I suspect that if you were wanting to go through some sort of treatment like that and became aware that uh, your brain may well shrink 10 times faster than ageing after only a few months on female hormones if you're a male transitioning to female that you might want to know that and uh, i suspect listeners might want to hear some more we're going to take a break and go to news but our special guest is professor john whitehall who is chair of the christian medical and dental fellowship of australia he's been outspoken about these laws that have passed in victoria he is professor of pediatrics with a 50-year career, both here in Australia and across a number of developing nations. John, want to move on to some important things that we raised just before the news, but um, we'll try and uh, take a call. And call- The caller uh, somehow or other has just gone on to hold for a moment. Uh, we'll, so we'll, we'll move on and we'll take that call when we can. Uh, we wanted to talk about the idea of doctors giving a warning to potential patients here when perhaps warnings are not allowed. And from my understanding, there is a famous court case that all doctors would appear to be aware of, the Whitaker versus Rogers case. Uh, give us some insights here into doctors in Victoria and the way that they will be uh, now uh, 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 handling the, the cases that come before them.
1: This is a few years ago. Dr. Rogers was an ophthalmologist, and Mrs. Rogers had a problem in one eye. There was a very, very rare complication, about one in 12,000 uh, uh, cases, in which if you operate on one eye, you can get a sympathetic adverse effect in the other eye, and that's what happened, and tragically, um, Mrs. Uh, uh, was was blinded. And the, the outcome of that was that a doctor must ensure that the patient is informed of uh, side effects, uh, which, if they were known, would dissuade the person from undergoing that treatment, even uh, coming as rarely as one in 12,000. Now, uh, with regard to the puberty blockers, um, they keep saying they're safe and entirely reversible but uh, there is sheep work uh, in, in, in Glasgow which shows that the limbic system is, uh, is, is damaged and the effect of hundreds of genes are altered um, and the, the sheep then behave badly. This is not mentioned. Um, there's another thing in that too. A recent paper uh, found that sheep were treated in this way. They also preferred... Uh, they preferred the familiar to the novel was what they were saying. In other words, you put them on the blockers and then they are afraid of change. Now, what's the implications of that is the children who have put on the blockers have already been affirmed to be of the opposite gender, the gender opposite to the one they were born. They say that he's a boy, born a boy, but he says he's a girl and so forth. Everyone's now saying, yes, you are a girl, yes, you are a girl. All the authority figured this. saying, yes, uh, you are a girl, we give you a dress, and your name, and so forth. Then they get on to the blockers. The blockers interfere with the limbic system, for starters, which integrates the way the kid thinks, and they also stop the orientating, sexualizing effect of the sex hormones themselves, which everyone knows uh, takes part in puberty. But as well as that, they have found that the sheep are reluctant to change in other words uh, this is a biological explanation for the what is even the proponents are saying that once the kids are started on the blockers they go on to cross sex hormones in other words they're reluctant to come back and change say well look you know, I've gone to a lot of trouble I'm really embarrassed now I'm not really a girl I'm a boy and I you know I'd like to get over this now that's the another implication. A recent uh, paper. Now th- uh, they're saying in, to the court, take the oath, uh, explaining all this in the to the family court that the blockers are safe and entirely reversible. When there is written, sustained uh, uh, research showing the opposite. Now they're, they're surely falling foul of Whitaker and Rogers. And we mentioned earlier on the business Horshoff and poll is one group of. Um, research, researchers, another one called Zubier, I'm not sure how you pronounce that two, two independent groups showed that if you put a male brain adult brain we're talking about now, on estrogen it shrinks at a rate 10 times faster than aging. Now this is not one brain in 12,000, this is every brain and the sheep they looked at in Glasgow, it's not one in 12,000 of these poor sheep, it was every sheep was affected Now there is an obligation under uh, Whitaker and Rogers to inform the people along these lines. Now, and they're not doing it. Surely, surely, sooner or later, there's going to be like a a legal backlash on this. But at present, there isn't. All right. And, and And at present, the Victorian government is mandating the opposite. Okay. But you have to go in.
0: The idea that doctors may not even be able to warn their patients that there are these side effects. I wonder, and uh, I don't want to get too far off track here, but the idea that that creates a nightmare when it comes to medical insurance, because no doubt doctors uh, will be the subject of all sorts of litigation because things go wrong. Uh, Any thoughts here for uh, whether medical insurers may have thought through the issues of what's happened in Victoria? No,
1: I don't think they have yet. As the politicians down there don't really seem to have thought it through. There's lots of people that haven't thought it through. I don't think the medical insurers are aware of this thing. Uh, no, I don't you know, I don't see the optimism there.
0: John there's a number of comments coming through on our Facebook post and I'll reflect they seem to be lengthy so I'll uh, I'll just read one or two out the the question that listeners are responding to on our Facebook post today as a Christian parent are you concerned about gender confusion and medical intrusions into children's sexuality uh, one uh, aunt says especially yes especially Since we have the media, education system and state government of Victoria pushing that line, my youngest daughter came home from school talking about these things in grade one. That is a form of child abuse. Uh, We pulled our kids out of that state school and put them into a private Christian school. That school, sadly, was sued by a former teacher who was told she couldn't talk about these issues to the children. Our children are sadly being used as political footballs. I wonder, uh, and that may be not necessarily on a medical uh, issue here, but uh, a quick response for that listener.
1: I empathise. My heart aches. That's why I'm on this program. My heart aches with that parent's heart.
0: Okay, there's another caller who rang through and we weren't able to get them to air. They uh, they uh, cooled off on that just at the last moment. But they rang and said, I don't want to go to air, but wondered if it might be worthwhile talking about real-life negative impacts on transgenders after they transitioned.
1: Uh, any thoughts? Okay, on- fine. Absolutely, yes. People should look up www.fair.com free to change or one word free to change dot org and you'll find there uh, testimonies by 78 people of the current count of people who um, were helped um, by this now criminal so-called conversion therapy which is basically counseling that's all it is Uh, psychotherapy psychiatric counseling pastoral counseling and so forth there are testimonies there, not anonymous testimonies, some of them um, on video of people who uh, did change their mind and were able to do it. This is what the law is basically saying in Victoria, that, that sexual uh, orientation, including behaviour, is immutable, unable to be changed. Now, these people, these 78 people are saying that was not my experience, I was able to change. And of course, if you believe the gospel, what is the gospel message? It is one of forgiveness and also the hope of change if you want to. It's uh, this whole thing if you want to take it to a theological argument is 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 a direct confrontation with the good news of the gospel. They're, they're not they're even saying down there first of all that it's immutable no matter what And they don't mention the age, incidentally, here. They don't mention to exclude pedophilia. No no age is mentioned in that legislature. But sexual behavior by itself uh, is not a sign of being broken um, or in error or somehow or other flawed. Sexual behavior as you want to do it um, uh, is not a thing that should be restrained. And in any case, you can't help it; it is immutable. Mm. Now that directly confronts uh, the, the gospel, but it also for parents who who are seeking to um, to to counsel restraint in the behaviour of their children, okay. or it comes to it comes to a married man who, who wants to have sex with lots of people in the office. It. it, it to the law, that would be a normal thing. To the Christian gospel, restraint is in order.
0: Okay. free2change uh, freetochange.org, that website where you can access those testimonies, uh, videos of people in that uh, that uh, detransitioning or transition process. Taking calls 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Malcolm in Western Australia. Malcolm, welcome along. Yes, good morning. What can we talk about today with you, Malcolm? Yes,
2: um, I just want to say, first of all, I appreciate Dr Whitehall's work. um, Keep it up. And um, now, um, I just want to get to a statement you made about how uh, doctors are going to be liable for their actions, um, or, you know, if anything um, happens with these um, drugs. But I was thinking... um, now, doctors are bound by law. I mean, I could be wrong with this, but I, I believe they're bound by law to have to prescribe a certain drug drug for a certain condition. Now, we have a, a Therapeutic Goods Administration who are supposed to um, uh, pass, only pass uh, drugs into the country, allowed into the country if they're safe to use. Wouldn't the TGA be more responsible for... Um, uh, any adverse effects from these drugs,
0: John Whitehall? Your thoughts from Malcolm? Oh, I, I don't know whether the TGA
1: would be the one legally responsible. Um, the, the issue is this: that the Victorian law, in fact, um, um, in fact, exonerates. That is to say, you are not practicing conversion therapy. You are able to prescribe all these things, as long as. You are not trying to restrain the person's sexual activity, or bring the person's act, uh, activity back in accordance with uh, the gender with which it was born. In other words, it is legal, appropriate, and so forth to move the confused child to, a, to being a girl. Um, if, if it's actually a boy, that is all legal. They, the, in the yeah. in the legislation down there, they make that plain. That it is legal to put the child in that other direction. It is only a criminal act if you try to reorientate the child to the gender with which it was born. They've got around that in the law in Victoria. They have. They've written that particular exception in it. We'd have to get over and above that in whatever fight the TGA was going to have. And I don't. I don't understand the legal implications. But it is legal in Victoria to do all of that as long as you don't convert the child back to
2: the, the, the sex with which it was born. Uh,
0: Malcolm, does that answer yeah. your question?
2: Uh, well, yeah, I, I still think the TGA should be held accountable you know, mm. um, for any drugs that are allowed into the country that can damage a child, a uh, person or a child. But the drugs are already here.
1: Um, it is quite... Uh, quite legal to use testosterone or estrogen for whatever uh, other problem uh, the person has and the puberty blockers also have a role in the very rare condition in which there is precocious puberty in a child. Let's say the hormones, c- the cascade of hormones has been triggered off for whatever reason and at six or seven years of age the little girl is now developing pubic hair and depressed and so forth. You can see that to slow up the the process of puberty is in fact a a very appropriate thing so in one sense they both have they've got reasonable use but it's just moving it over to this transgendering stuff is the real problem
0: Malcolm thank you so much for your call our talkback line open on 1800 316 316 let's take another call Steve is in Parks in New South Wales hi Steve welcome
3: yeah, good g'day. Uh, g'day, brother Neil, and brother Malcolm, is it? And uh, John, uh, Doctor John White. Brother John, I see he's a, a distinguished doctor. What, what I worry about myself uh, as a non-parent, I'm not a parent myself, with this these changes, is um, is there such a thing any longer as the old Hippocratic oath? Or and I hear that doctors are gagged. And, on gag orders from state and federal governments right around Australia now. Uh, they're bullied and intimidated. Um, but if there's such a thing any longer as the Hippocratic Oath, and the doctor feels that this conversion stuff um, is going to cause reputable, irreparable, irreparable damage to a child in schools, uh, as, as a doctor have the right to say, look, no, I think this is going to destroy your life in the future, causing severe mental, spiritual, and physical um, anxiety, stress, and even, I don't call it suicide anymore because of my research into godless communism, I call it genocide, hmm. Steve, you've
0: made it, a good point it, there. Let's get a thought or two from Dr. John Whitehall uh, around this uh, this whole issue here. Yeah.
1: Okay. So the the essence of the uh, of, of the Hippocratic Oath is one of the first things that you should you should inflict no harm. Now the Victorian legislature twists that all around, and they have defined the harm. Is is uh, brought about by you refusing to accept the new ideology of uh, gender fluidity? They've said that's where the harm is, and if you don't do it, the child will commit suicide, be unhappy, and all that sort of stuff. You are denying the the religion. They they have defined, they have they have reorganized what what is good and what no. They've reorganized uh, good and evil. And in this case, they're saying uh, that, that it is harmful not to do that, and it is good to do it. So then they would teach this to all the budding new ranks of doctors and nurses and everybody, um, and that you are, in fact, obeying the Hippocratic Oath by going ahead uh, with the affirmation of the child to the new gender. It's all twisted on its head.
0: Okay. Well, Steve from Parks, thank you so much for your call. Uh, time's running out now. Interesting, yes, uh, the way you interpret the Hippocratic Oath, that also comes into play. Look, there's so many more issues we're not going to be able to talk about. I was going to ask you whether uh, psychotherapy, uh, whether psychotherapists are offended because they've been so devalued as being uh, not really relevant in these whole things. But, uh, but well, a very, very I can quick, answer on, that.
1: Yep. The, well, the Psychiatric Society, um, and I think the psychological one, they both sought amendments that the words psychotherapy and psychiatric care be removed from the, the uh, bill down there, but that amendment was knocked back. And therefore, Victoria has turned its back uh, on, uh, on that uh, form of therapy. Okay. It's, it's a, crimin- a criminal act. To do that or to take your child as we said before to sydney to get it or to get it over the web uh,
0: question very quickly because time is running out uh, doctors and parents in our conversation today uh, where to from here what should they be doing i mean the law's changed in victoria it even has some widespread uh, elements that can affect people living in other states and territories too but uh, what are your thoughts for parents who might be in the middle of this right now, what's the answer? What's the next step forward?
1: Uh, sell a house in Victoria and move at least to New South Wales for the time being. Don't move to Western Australia because it's likely to happen over there and don't move to Tasmania because these laws are likely to come into place there. Over and above that pessimistic interpretation, we have to get politically active. For example, the Liberal Party down there in Victoria, pusillanimous uh, withdrawal uh, still, some of them have said, well, if we get uh, voted in again, uh, we will do away with that law. Okay, well, let's have this in writing. Let's have this as a firm uh, commitment. That's the first thing. I think we've got to get politically active, and then at the At the federal level, we've got to raise the international treaties and rights of the parents and rights of children to be free from experimentation. If we just give in, state after state after state, is going to fall in line, and uh, that's the end.
0: Well, uh, powerful and significant advice there. Uh, The idea of sell your house and get out of Victoria. And I suspect that wasn't just for uh, parents concerned about their children. That was also about the medical profession. And uh, there's uh, interesting ramifications that would happen if that were the case. Uh, (laughs) No
1: way! I'd go to Victoria to work at the moment.
0: All right. Okay. Uh, the medical profession in Victoria is a little bit under siege right now. Uh, Christians hold to male and female. It's biblical. It's scientific. It's common sense. It's truth. And uh, just coming back to uh, what the uh, what the uh, the Australian Christian lobby was uh, encouraging along those lines. Uh, Uh, by way of holding fast to those things that are truthful and that are biblical and not just caving in, not just being steamrolled when it comes to those. Uh, Those are important. Uh, They say, be faithful to God, speak the truth, and obey the revealed will of God depending on his grace. Uh, Let me point people to the Christian Medical and Dental Fellowship of Australia. And uh, our special guest today, Professor John Whitehall, is chair of the Christian Medical and Dental Fellowship of Australia. Uh, John, just quickly, it is open to doctors, nurses and allied health fields. Anyone who's connected with the medical industry here, uh, welcome to join the fellowship. And I imagine there's been a real upswing in just recent times. But uh, what are your thoughts for people who are connected with the medical field and uh, whether they're welcome at the uh, CMDFA?
1: Yeah, of course they're welcome. (laughs) There's There's a fellowship in it, which is very, very real and very, very warm. And there is a tightening in the sort of realm of advocacy as people are able to perceive uh, these risks and dangers. A protective feeling. We've got to look after the medical students, for example, who are coming through uh, learning this sort of thing and will be faced. I'm at the end of my career, past my use-by date. But then you can imagine the effect on a young person coming through. Somehow or other... um, it's a cherished profession, one of my greatest blessings in life to be a member of it and, and, and we feel we must protect it.
0: And so those uh, students coming through in nursing and uh, becoming doctors, uh, starting young is a very good place to start with the Christian Medical and Dental Fellowship of Australia. The website... Uh, to make that connection is cmdfa.org.au. That's the initials of the Christian Medical and Dental Fellowship of Australia. cmdfa.org.au. Just to mention that other website you mentioned, free2change.org. Uh, that's the website yes. that has those videos and testimonies uh, around that conversion therapy research. Uh, it's been a exactly. major, major project over this past 12 months that uh, you can access on there. Uh, John Whitehall, uh, thank you so much for taking some time and, uh, you know, and it perhaps could be even risky uh, at this time I'll and times in into jail. the future. <laughs> well, look, we, 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 might, we, be... we might laugh about that but, uh, <laughs> you know, these things are very serious. We'll, we'll join the Prisoners Fellowship. <laughs> There's, there, we'll be promoting a different website before long, you reckon. <laughs> uh, John Whitehall, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts right with us today on 2020.